a new true crime podcast from the team behind Up and Vanished. In 2016, adventurer Justin Alexander was invited on a trek by an Indian holy man. They headed to a spiritual ground in the Himalayan mountains, a place beyond civilization. The holy man returned and said nothing, but Justin was never seen again. What happened to him? Dive into our investigation in Status Untraced. Available now. Listen for free on Spotify. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. On this day in 1888, Wyos gang leader Daniel Driscoll was hanged. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the execution of gang leader Daniel Driscoll. Let's go back to New York City on the morning of January 23rd, 1888. In the uneasy darkness before dawn, Warden Walsh and his men kept vigilant watch over Tombs Prison. They had taken part in executions here before, but today was different. Today, the tension was palpable. 33-year-old Daniel Driscoll, the man they were about to send to the gallows, was no ordinary criminal. He was the co-leader of the notorious Wyos Gang, whose members had no qualms about attacking officers of the law. Just days earlier, Warden Walsh received an alarming letter that read, If Driscoll is hanged, you are doomed also. Authorities were well aware that Driscoll's men might try and set him free, so they made sure to take every precaution. Guards were stationed along the exterior and interior perimeters of the prison, as well as on nearby rooftops. If the Wyos wanted a war, Warden Walsh and his men were more than ready. But a war was the last thing on Driscoll's mind. Back in the fall of 1886, he was found guilty of first-degree murder. While he'd fought long and hard to appeal his conviction, it was clear that there was nothing more he could do. Faced with the inevitability of his death, all he wanted now was peace. Around four in the morning, when he stirred awake in his cell, Driscoll sat in the quietude of Murderer's Row and read from his Bible. An hour later, Fathers Jelena and Pentergast escorted him to the prison chapel and held mass. There, the convicted murderer mulled over more scripture, recited responses to the litany, and received his last sacrament. Shortly after 6 a.m., Driscoll was returned to his cell. He consumed a small breakfast of coffee and bread and made his final arrangements. Finally, around 20 past 7, the hangman and sheriff arrived at his door. As the sheriff read Driscoll the death warrant, the hangman tied back Driscoll's elbows with a rope, then led him out into the bitter cold. A small assembly of law enforcement, public officials, and reporters had already gathered in the yard. They watched on with bated breath as Driscoll approached the newly erected scaffolding. 
Due to the possibility of a gang attack and subsequent prison break, the execution was closed to the public. With neither friend nor loved one there in the crowd, Driscoll kept his eyes firmly on the ground. That is, until he reached the gallows. There, the hangman lifted his neck and placed a noose under his chin. In that brief moment, Driscoll stared up at the pale blue sky and muttered his last words. He said, May Jesus have mercy on me. At 7.24 a.m., Daniel Driscoll was hanged. Coming up, we explore the crime that led to Driscoll's downfall. Listeners, this month marks 60 years since John F. Kennedy became the 35th President of the United States, ushering his already prominent family into the highest enclaves of political power. But behind their storied successes lie secrets and scandals so severe, if it were any other lineage, they would have been left in ruin. This January, to commemorate this iconic milestone, dig into the dramas of a real-life American dynasty in the Spotify original from Parcast, The Kennedys. This exclusive series from Spotify features your favorite ParCast hosts, including me, covering every angle of the Kennedys from shows like Conspiracy Theories, Unsolved Murders, Crime Countdown, and others. Assassinations and conspiracies, corruption and cover-ups, international affairs, and extramarital ones, too. Examine all of the Kennedy family's most controversial moments, all in one place. You can binge all 12 episodes of this limited series starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Follow The Kennedys free and exclusively on Spotify. And now, back to the story. On January 23, 1888, 33-year-old Daniel Driscoll was executed in the yard of New York City's Tombs Prison. While officials worried that his band of Wyos gang members would attempt to break him free, no one came to save him. By the time of his death, Driscoll had made peace with two priests. However, the way he lived his life showed he was anything but a God-fearing man. No less than a year and a half earlier, he'd committed the mortal sin of murder. Back in the early hours of June 26, 1886, Driscoll caroused New York City with his young mistress, Bridget Beasy Garrity. Around four o'clock that morning, the couple climbed into a cab and made their way to a three-story building on Hester Street. Believed to have been a brothel, the establishment housed a colorful assortment of guests as well as a large saloon. Driscoll wasn't just there to have a good time. He'd previously been banned from the building after getting roaring drunk and causing a scene one night. Now he was out for revenge. Beasy agreed to help Driscoll punish the owner who had insulted him, John McCarthy. When the cab arrived on Hester Street, she marched up the steps to McCarthy's to set the trap. She made her way inside, moved down the first floor hallway, and knocked on the parlor door. When McCarthy saw the beautiful young woman before him, he happily let her in the room. 
But to his dismay, she wasn't alone. Daniel Driscoll trailed in just behind her. A struggle ensued as Driscoll and McCarthy both dashed for the door, one desperate to keep it shut, the other determined to fling it open. Unable to keep it closed, McCarthy reached for his gun. When Beezy saw the pistol, she frantically screamed, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Driscoll heard her cries through the door and quickly drew his own revolver. He wedged the gun into the slight opening of the door and fired two piercing shots. Luckily, McCarthy remained unharmed. The bullet buzzed right past him and hit a wall. But it was all the motivation he needed to scurry away to the back room. By the time Driscoll got inside of the parlor, the room had been cleared. Beezy had scrambled into another room to flee the gunshots. After a moment, she found a door that led back to the main hallway and hurried back towards Driscoll. Unfortunately, he mistook her movements for McCarthy's and fired another bullet. It pierced through Beezy's abdomen and she collapsed on the floor. There was no time to save her. A crowd had gathered along Hester Street and the police were on their way. Driscoll sped out of McCarthy's and ran to the home of his mother, where officials eventually apprehended him. Meanwhile, back inside the Hester Street establishment, Beezy bled out from her wounds. When authorities asked who shot her, she lied and said that it was none other than John McCarthy. McCarthy, however, adamantly denied the allegation. He eventually returned to the scene of the crime and told officials his side of the story. When asked about his part in the shooting, he produced his fully loaded pistol, proving that he'd never fired a shot at all. Convinced that Beezy was covering for Driscoll, authorities pressed her for the truth. Even after learning that her wounds were fatal, she placed all the blame on McCarthy. Her devotion to Driscoll was unshakable. That is, until her final hours, when she revealed to her mother that Daniel Driscoll had been the one to pull the trigger. While Beezy didn't survive the night, her mother kept her story alive. Thanks to her testimony, as well as those of other witnesses, Daniel Driscoll was found guilty of first-degree murder and eventually met the same bitter end as his lover. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Jane O, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Fact. 
fiction, fame. Discover the real story behind one of history's most formidable families in the Spotify original from ParCast, The Kennedys. Remember, you can binge all 12 episodes starting on Tuesday, January 19th. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify.